Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear, this is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Welcome to College Hockey Southwest Weekly, brought to you by Boost Mobile, where you never need a service contract and every plan comes with your own mobile hotspot and 99% nationwide coverage. By Summer Skates personalized shower shoes or koozies for yourself or the entire team, go to icetimehockeysw.com slash partners and order yours today. Buy OxyPow, our chemical-free line of cleaning products gets the funk out of your equipment or office. Jesse Ray's Barbecue at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Whether it's the Jive Chicken Sandwich or the Double Brisket, we are the best in barbecue Las Vegas style. Buy M-Drive. You're not too old. Go to mdriveformen.com for all of your men's health needs, from multivitamins to workout recovery. M-Drive for energy, stamina, recovery. UNLV Hockey. Play ACHA Division One in Hockey Mad Las Vegas. By Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalie and their equipment better than we do. Caesars Resorts and Casinos. An iconic vacation awaits you no matter which Caesars Resort. You make your destination. And by the NCHC and nchc.tv, subscribe to watch all of the action of the league's eight teams, home of College Hockey Champions. College Hockey Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right. Welcome in, hockey fans, college hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans specifically. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy joining you from Scottsdale, Arizona tonight, where it's a balmy 102 degrees. And my co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island, New York, where it's a balmy... <laughs> he didn't even answer me. He didn't even... I'm giving you a drum roll up. first. Oh, okay. A drum roll first. A balmy... Uh, 73. Ooh, ooh. I like it. I like it. Yeah. Talk to me in a few months. It, it's September. It's hockey weather. Um, it's always hockey weather for me. I don't <laughs> care if it's 110. I know. I know. Uh, well, Coach Powers said today uh, that they just put the new ice in, so they were off the ice for five days until today was their first yeah. day back. And uh, he said it was kind of like skating on artificial ice for a little bit. It was a little snowy a little soft and uh just takes a little time to build that ice surface back up but there's a sharp brand new um uh, pitchfork right at center ice which looks really really good yeah some new new renovations for the last ride at oceanside hashtag right and uh and the guys had to go through a little adversity today they had to go through some snow and some heavier ice and uh work a little harder and get the cardio up and coach powers is fine with that uh Okay, um, whatever. I mean, I could be a schmuck and and ask another question, but okay. Ask if it. The coach was happy with it. Ask it. You be the schmuck. Two, you didn't do this two weeks ago before they started getting on the ice? <laughs> Why would you do it now? He didn't do it. It wasn't I know choice. that he didn't do it. <laughs> uh, you need to maybe ask that question to the Oceanside people, but anyway. I just uh, did. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I, seriously, yeah. I mean, I don't know. How does that make any sense? That. 
I don't know the answer to that, Paul. I'm I'm just uh, certainly just the messenger, and sometimes and I'm the messenger that gets shot at. And it's not well. That's always, <laughs> but and it's not like they could say go to the the ice den, Scottsdale. That was preoccupied, <laughs> right? Um, Everything was preoccupied this weekend. Both two of the three ice sheets up there were were preoccupied, as we know, with the uh, Arizona rookie faceoff tournament, which concluded yesterday. Right. Um, well, I, and, I, I just I don't understand it. Why would you do that now? I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, they did it. They're back yeah. on the ice. They're preparing uh, October 2nd and 3rd. They're going to get their uh, first crack at another NCAA opponent, which will be the UMass Lowell um, Riverhawks. Riverhawks. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say Rivermen. I knew that wasn't right. Riverhawks. That's Peoria. That's the uh, East Coast League. Yeah, okay. Oh, sorry, the ECHL. <laughs> Speaking of ECHL and guys working out uh, with the uh, the Sun Devils, there's been a few former Sun Devils uh, pushing the guys a little bit. So right. today, after practice, I- I'm going like, hey, there's our good friend, Steen Pashnik. I'm going to ask Steen if he'd like to come on the show tonight and talk a little bit about uh, his career in the uh, professional ranks with San Jose. And then also, and he ran, uh, right? He said, nah, get away from no. me. He skated right over to me like every every good Pashnik does. Uh, <laughs> uh, probably the okay. best hockey family in uh, all of hockey. Uh, so anyway, he skates over. He goes, sure, I, I can come on tonight. And I said, well, we want to talk a little bit about the your your look at the the 2021-22 uh, Arizona State Sun Devils. And we want to know what's going on in your life. And uh, I opened up the, the homepage of the San Jose Barracuda. And lo and behold, there he is, front and center. Steen Pashnik re-signed with the uh, Barracuda on a one-year deal, so congratulations on that before he even comes on. Um, we'll, we'll get into that. But um, last week, Paul, I, I spent the day at the NCHC Media Day, got right. to see two of, our other, two of our other teams in Denver and Colorado College. I know there's and, some things we didn't get to on Sunday. I can't remember what yeah. the heck they are, though. Yeah, well, we'll figure it out it was, as time goes on. I think it had on, something but, to do with the overtime. Was that yes. It? Yeah. The uh, the overtime uh, rules. There'll be a timeout. I believe believe given to uh, each team. Right. In overtime. Right. Which is is kind of unique. And there was something else That's too. I, I, yeah, uh, I'm sure, apology, I I I should have hung the, around longer for that. I just the totally, official stuff. Yeah, I totally spaced it out. To be and, honest. And, with and you. listen. I had other things on my mind. I, I know. Had I one know, and a half year old grandson. Is, I had to yeah, get. Yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm not talking. <laughs> I just. Whenever I hear officials, I don't care what conference, what league, whatever. Oh, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. All I'm asking you to do is do it from day one till the end. And do it consistently all the way through the year. Yeah, I just – how many times we've heard that in over the years and they called it the first three weeks and then the players and the coaches started complaining about it and so they backed off. Yeah. I, I don't you. care if you're going to call it. Just keep calling it. Yeah, I hear you. So um, anyway, my point being from from the NCHC is that uh, one thing is clear, and if you've uh, been to our website and you've read the uh, articles that Joe put out, uh, Joe Paisley, and and you've uh, seen the video that we put out, if you can stay up for 71 minutes and, and listen to us babble. Uh, in all fairness, 25 minutes of it is uh, Josh Fenton. So that, okay, that's so okay. what's what's the what's the problem with that? Nothing. I'm just saying if you want to listen for 71 minutes. Well, listen. Or, or listen, cut in you, and out. You know, you can do what you want, but um, Listen, if, if you're going to listen, if you're going to listen to Joe, yeah. 
then you're smart. If you're going to listen to say one of us ramble, then you have problems. But, you know. <laughs> Did you hear the uh, pop reference that Joe made? Because nobody, not else, nobody, sent me a message. nobody sent me a message on it yet. Mondays, but I'm not going to give it away. No, Mondays and Tuesdays are tough days for me. I know. Uh, I know they are. And so I have not had a chance to sit there and, and concentrate for an hour on what the commissioner says and et cetera, et cetera. But uh, uh, we're going to get to that. And let, let me summarize it real quickly. Um, the guys are happier than heck to be back. And all isn't the, everybody? All the usual suspects um, were there to uh, to be in their roles, if you will. UMD, North Dakota, uh, St. Cloud State now getting accustomed to being the top dog a little bit in the uh, conference and Denver um, suffered a little humility last year, missing the, uh, the play of the tournament for the first time in 18 years. So they got work to do and they're going to come out steaming because I think they put the, uh, the work in this summer. And of course sure uh, they did our Chris, <laughs> Chris Mayotte, our good friend at Colorado college. Uh, it, there's nothing that that guy is unhappy about. He is just thrilled with life from day to day. I, it, he's, he, he's unbelievable. He is. Oh, he's unbelievable. walking into that brand spanking new building. Uh, yeah, with brand spanking new players and a great new job and a supportive athletic director and a supportive university. I mean, what more could you ask for? So wins. Uh, it's going to. Yeah. And that's what will happen. He'll, he'll start putting some wins together. It'll take him a little while, but he'll start putting wins together. I mean, and- yeah, I mean, uh, you know, that, that like I said, the, uh, there's there hasn't been one picture or one piece of video where i said wow that's disappointing when i've you know <laughs> yeah. of of the, the exactly new building. that building so. yeah well uh our good friend tom callahan who will be joining us uh effective the first of october i uh, guess that why well, he's already helping us out uh, before that but uh doing the nhl and ahl stuff um taking the lead on that for us um he is good friends with the equipment manager at uh, Colorado college. And he said, right. well, he is excited about the new building. He's um, a little bit apprehensive because it's a little bit too open for him. He doesn't like everybody having <laughs> access to, uh, to what he does in the equipment room. So Spud, if you're listening, um, Tom's standing up for you. So <laughs> and we'll, we'll get into that, but I'm sure Spud will get used to it. Having his oh, own, uh, own place. You, well, That'll be I fine. Mean, you're not saying that equipment managers have anything to hide, are you? <laughs> no, I no, I would not go there. That's what it sounds I, like. No, I would not go there. I'm just saying they like their peace and quiet. <laughs> How about that? Well, what? Well, they're sharpening skates, or what are you kidding? <laughs> well, you know, John Lofner, his best friend is his dog, Alta. So I mean Well, uh, listen, dogs are better than people anyway, so that's <laughs> right. So John and Alta kind of run the show. Alta was all over today because he comes to say hello to everybody when you get to media day, but or media availability, I should say. So Arizona State uh, working hard, looking good. Um, I, I know Denver is going to be looking good. I'm getting up there in about a week. And Colorado College, they're going to be sick of me. I think I got 11 to 14 days in a row in Colorado. Okay. Uh, so they're going to uh, want to boot me out. And, uh, and Frank Territory. And Frank Saratori is still recruiting at the NHL uh, uh, showcase. So uh, Frank never stops, in case you noticed. Uh, he, he's never stopped at anything. So uh, he's looking for guys to come play hockey and get a, a really good education at the Air Force Academy. Oh, yeah. I mean. The- and we're going to see plenty of our teams, Paul, right in Colorado to, to get going because Air Force, as you mentioned, uh, 
will play Colorado College in that exhibition. Right. And, uh, of course, Denver and Lindenwood will play in an exhibition. Who? And then Arizona State, second weekend of the season for them, first weekend for Denver. Uh, they'll be up with the Pioneers doing battle. So, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, uh, those are big games. I don't care what anybody says. Um, uh, those will be big games for Denver because they're going to be looking, you know, first of all, they're, it's, their, it's their opening weekend. Right. And secondly, you know they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulders from what happened last year. Yep. And, you know, uh, with ASU, they're, you know, they're going to want to prove that last year was a fluke. They got a lot of fifty-year guys on that team, and I, I, I saw it said by somebody. I, don't know, I, I think it was um, Jacob Semick. He's like, you know, it's national championship or bust. So yeah, yeah. Well, I guess everybody says that every year, but they can say it realistically this year because they have a very, very strong roster. And um, you know, Coach Powers knew what he was in for. Uh, last year when he when he signed on to play in the Big Ten, and he got mission accomplished. He was able to keep his guys playing hockey games, and he was also be able to get some uh, reciprocating games back in the new building from all of the schools in the Big Ten. That's important. But I think the one thing, if you uh, gave him some truth serum and made him spit it out to us, I think he would say the, the biggest thing he got from it was that he needed to readjust his roster a bit uh, and I think he did tell us that now that I think about it um, because he found out that uh, playing in a league like the Big Ten week in and week out and on their ice surface all the time, um, you you got to be big, strong, physical, and experienced. And uh, last year, let's admit it, uh, ASU was not. They weren't, and eventually, uh, you know, they wore down. And I will tell you today that uh, I did our first feature um, from the goal out is our NCAA player feature this year. Our first uh, player to jump into my uh, from the goal out series, goaltender Cole Brady. And uh, Cole had a lot to say, too. We could have gone on a lot longer, but I try to keep these, you know, in the uh, five to eight yeah, minute range. So, yeah, so they don't go crazy. But um, <laughs> he's uh, – he's really thrilled to be back. And I asked him, I said, I know you got to play against uh, the uh, U.S. National Team Development Program here, but I said, do you have any idea what it's going to be like to play before the uh, Oceanside home crowd this year? And he said, I think I know, but I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be great. Um, and not to give everything away of the conversation, but we talked a little bit about following and Joey Decord's footsteps. And we talked about Eddie Lack uh, coming on and, what kind of role he played. And um, we talked about his, uh, his love for becoming a college hockey player. He, he said he grew up in Toronto and he wanted to play college hockey. That was it. And uh, coach powers did his thing. And uh, one of the best goaltenders, I think will be one of the best goaltenders in all of NCAA hockey by the time his uh, career at ASU is over. Well, listen, we take it uh, one game at a time. He certainly, uh, has enough people that think enough about him that he was drafted in the fourth round. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, you know, and you know the 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 potential is there. He's got the size. Uh, we only saw 
a few games last year uh, because of the health issues. Uh, and it's not like they were injuries. No, this was this was an illness. And he said at one point uh, when he got you know diagnosed that it was time to go home and just rest. He yeah. said he just couldn't he couldn't do anything but that. So um, I know uh, that we, feeling. Yeah, we have not, not quite s- the mono feeling, but I know the feeling of just wanting to go home and rest. Yeah, and uh, you know, for a young kid that's used to playing all the time, we talked a little bit about his stay in Fargo, uh, what that was like, and um, you know, but there's there's all kinds of good stuff in it. So when that comes up in the next couple of days or so, jump on uh, IcetimeHockeySW.com or our YouTube channel at IcetimeSW and uh, enjoy some visits uh, that we will have all season long with our NCAA players and the new feature from the goal out. Um, let's take a quick break and let's see if we can hook up with uh, with Steen. Hopefully, he didn't forget about to, us. But I will give him a quick text the, message here. Do you want me to give the question first? Um, yeah, yeah, give the question. How about that? There's here's a trivia question for the summer skates, sizzling September trivia. Go ahead, Paul. All right, uh, we're we're gonna take a real deep dive here, and since we're expecting Steen Pashnik to come on in a few minutes. We'll take that deep dive, and you'll just have to tell us what number he wore at ASU. Wow. Man, if that's the easiest pair of summer skates and the koozie we'll ever give away. So uh, if you have it, you know what to do. Get in the chat bar, tap it in, and uh, let us know. If uh, nobody answers it tonight, you can go to College Hockey at College Hockey SW on our Twitter feed, and if we don't have a winner, we'll announce a winner off of that or pronounce a winner after that. So let's take a quick break. Let's see if we can connect with Steen here in a couple minutes and uh, go from there. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Phil Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. UNLV Rebel Hockey, located in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada, is proud to partner with Ice Time Hockey Southwest. As a premier ACHA Division I university, UNLV offers a unique chance to play college hockey. Experience a pro setting in Hockey Mad Las Vegas while you earn your degree in any of our over 300 majors 
in one of the world's destination cities. If this sounds right for you, then visit us at rebelhockey.com to get your future started today. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Uh, college Hockey? <laughs> How about College Hockey I, I thought I was Weekly? the one that spoke with the weird accent. <laughs> I, I just invented my own accent. Scott Strandy with you here in Scottsdale, Arizona. My co-host, uh, Paul Hornstein, out on beautiful Long Island. And, uh, Paul, uh, I'm going to challenge you here for a minute while I try to get a hold of uh, Steen. I'm going to let you just babble on about something. I know it's scary as Seriously? all heck, but I'm going to let you do that. But uh, I need to reach out to Steen and see if everything's okay and see if we can still get him on here because uh, we don't have him. So if you give me a minute, I will, uh, I'll send him a t- quick text message and see where we're at, okay? All right. Well, you know, um, that's fine. I just uh... – uh, just in case you didn't see it, by the way, and I know you're listening anyway, Scott, even if uh, <clears throat> yeah, you're not talking. Um, the uh, Barracuda had some of their games changed in their venues, including one of the games, or a couple of games they're playing against Henderson. Uh, they're playing one of their games on the road at the Orleans. Uh, I don't know what the difference is in the, in, in, the, in, the, in the travel time between the two rinks, but, you know, hey. Uh, I, I'm not the, the man about town like you are. Um, and, uh, one of the games they're playing at home against Henderson will be, uh, in the SAP center. So, uh, you got that going on, uh, you know, air force is going to have, uh, as we mentioned, Frank before as, as he's recruiting, he's got a, uh, a very interesting October as he opens up as air force opens up at Michigan state. And then they play four games against the other Colorado schools with homes and homes and that exhibition series at Lindenwood. So that's a very, very interesting October. Um, we talked a little bit about the Denver's schedule as they open up with ASU. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, they have the exhibition game too, but obviously that doesn't count in the standings. Okay. Um, yeah, I just uh, sent Steen a trip. text, so we'll, we'll see if we get him on here. Yeah, we'll have, listen, at least when you talk to him today, he remember the app that we have to use. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, we could also talk about uh, whoever it was that said to you and talked about ASU schedule. We could talk about that, too, um, you know, and how, quote, unquote, it's weak in the second half. You know, they're only playing Minnesota State, BU, Cornell, Clarkson, and 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 two more games against Denver, but hey, you know that second half schedule is pretty weak. Yeah, not not quite. But I, I don't want to get into who told me that today. But somebody did indeed tell me that, and I did just get a text back from from Steen Pashnik, and he said he will be joining us in just a couple of minutes. So um, we're thrilled for that. I mean, he's a Pashnik, so you know exactly what you're getting in that family, and we're thrilled anytime we can talk to any one of the Pashniks. So. Um, we'll, we'll we can talk about and, uh, uh, and Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota State. Uh, you know, number one in the, the CCHA season. Number one. Yep. Uh, whoever picks their poll, I guess it's media, right? Um, the, I'm not sure coaches, on that one. I don't know. I'm not sure either on that one. I'd have to do some digging into that uh, one. It looks like it's the coaches, uh, okay. followed by Bemidji and Michigan Tech. 
Can I tell um, you something? I, I think that coaches' polls are much better than media. I just don't uh, – and we. Well, I guess we're classified as media. We're more featured things, but – We're still um, media, I guess. Yeah, but I don't know. I, Depends I just on who you talk to. Yeah, and I, I don't like uh, the media picking stuff because uh, unless you're diehard, like I know you are, you, you could do it because you could analyze and you do analyze game by game by game. But some of these uh, guys, some trust me, would say that that's not true either. But go ahead. Yeah, but some of these guys, Paul, come on. We all know that they peek in here and there, and they're homers. Um, you know, I mean, they feel like because they cover a certain team, they have to rank them higher because they cover them, and that's just not not the case. I mean, this is a poll about who happens to be better this year. Sometimes your team is better, sometimes it isn't, but. Um, I think we got Steen coming on right now, so we'll just yeah, have him hit one of those uh, gray hey, call-in buttons and uh, just, have, have Terry connect them, and, and we'll bring him on because, um, you know, I saw hard work today, a lot oh, of I'm hard sure work. I'm sure you did. That's what always happens. <laughs> but just to, just to uh, you know, be even-handed, AIC was picked number one in the preseason Atlantic hockey poll, followed by Canisius and Army. So um, just because we mentioned, we mentioned the others, the others so we got to – Mention absolutely, and I think we have uh, Steen with us. We're getting a little bit of feedback on it, Steen. But um, Scott and Paul with you tonight. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great. Thanks for uh, for coming on. Uh, yeah. I don't know where the feedback's coming on, but uh, we're getting a little bit of feedback. So hopefully you can hear us. Yeah, yeah, I can hear you guys. <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, I told Paul today. I said we had a chance to uh, to uh, watch Sunday practice for the second time this year, or I did anyway. And uh, I saw you out there working hard with those guys. And first thing I want to know is, have you gotten even bigger? <laughs> uh, I might have got a little, a little stronger. <laughs> I, I don't think I grew much more. <laughs> well, uh, that's you, what he means. Yeah, yeah. you look that's like what a force out there, my friend. <laughs> hey, you let him off the hook. Very nice. You know, <laughs> you, you know what? I think when you put a visor on, it makes you look bigger, too. I honestly think that. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. Well, congratulations first and foremost on uh, being on the front page of the uh, San Jose Barracuda.com or the SJ Barracuda.com website and that new one year deal you just signed. So uh, tell us about that. Tell us how it came back and how you uh, wanted to be in San Jose, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. I mean, from when the season ended last year, uh, that was the spot I wanted to come back to. Um, my little brother's still under contract there for another year. So. That was a big part of it to go back and be with him. And then um, I just, I loved the coaches and for the Barracuda, um, you know, Roy, he's a great guy. He's old school. He loves those guys who play hard and tough. And then Bones and Chasers, the assistant coaches, they're great at working with you on your skills and feedback. And, you know, everyone just down even to the water boy was just, you know, great humans and great people to be around. So um, when it came time to the end of the season, it was no doubt that I wanted to be back in San Jose. Um, it took a little longer than we expected. There were some bumps in the road, uh, but you know, when it's all said and done, I couldn't be happier to be going back to San Jose. Uh, I, I, that, I don't want to. Does uh, Brinson get upset when you call him your little brother, or do you do it just to, to stick the needle in? No, I, I don't think he gets upset at all. I think it's just... Oh, then you got to find something else to call him. Uh, oh, I'm sure there's a lot of that around us. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, uh, when you when you sit back and look at it, I mean, 
the, the experience you had to have had to be positive, right? I mean, there, it, it didn't look like there was anything else. Oh, definitely positive. I mean, it was obviously a weird year to jump into pro with COVID and everything and, and just kind of how it all went down. Um, I mean, I spent, I spent the entire year in a hotel. So from training camp in Chandler in, uh, I don't know when that was, when that, that was in <laughs> January or end of December. Right. So from there until um, mid-May, I was in a hotel. So, I mean, that was definitely a wild part of it. But um, all things aside, I mean, you learn so much from the pro game and um, from the older guys there. And you just kind of got you kind of got to take it all in and, um, you know, learn what you can along the way. But um, absolute positive experience. I mean, nothing bad to say about the organization, nothing bad to say about my teammates. I'm so happy to be going back there. Now, since you since you said it, what is one of the things that surprised you about whatever it is you may have learned from the older, more experienced professional players? They were like, wow, was there anything that said, wow, I did not know this? Yeah, there, there's a couple of things. The first thing is that, you know, when you jump into the pro game, you think it's going to be fast, like run and gun, like you're not going to have time to think. But what you come to notice is that some of the players are, they're not fast. They're not, you know, in your face. They're just so well positioned that no matter where you get the puck or no matter where you give them the puck, they're always perfectly in their position. So it just makes it easier for so much else or for, for everyone else. Sorry. And I think that's what uh, the major thing was that I picked up on was just being your position. You don't have to, you know, run and gun, go as hard as you can the whole time. If you're in position, good things are going to happen. And then the second thing that I noticed moving up to that level was um, catching passes. Everyone can catch a pass, whether it's backhand, forehand, in your feet, it doesn't matter. You give them a pass, they're going to pick it up. Steen, I watched you um, a couple of different times uh, when you were able to come through Vegas and I was able to get through there, or Henderson, I should say. And then I watched you uh, in the playoffs and, and making that run. Um, and I thought if there was one person that uh, improved the most on your roster, it was you. Uh, I saw confidence. I saw hustle. Uh, you and I talked about the uh, almost goal that you had in uh, in Anaheim. And uh, was there a moment that everything just kind of clicked for you and you said, hey, I, I belong at this level? Yeah, there definitely was. Um, so I played – so I was scratched there for the first, like, uh, I don't know, month and a half of the season, and then it got sent down to Allen, and confidence was a little low. Um, but then they called me back up after four games, and we played we played Bakersfield in San Diego, and that was my first American League game. And, and I thought I played okay. I thought I played hard, but there was definitely some mistakes, so I was a little nervous there. And then – um, thankfully enough, I, I stayed in for uh, our next series against Texas. And the first game against Texas, he started our line, the fourth line. And um, Ray from puck drop, I mean, we were we were great. We were one of the better lines out there. Um, credit to my line mates for that as well. But I think in that game, it, it really opened your eyes and you realize, oh, okay, I can play here. I can, I can do some good stuff here. And then ever since that game, I mean, it just kind of took off. I mean, I was getting chances. I was making plays. I was making hits. I was getting in fights. Everything was just clicking. So I think after that second game, I realized that I could definitely play at this level. So there's another level ahead of you, and I uh, proclaimed this earlier this year. I don't know if anybody's ever told you this yet, but I think you're going to be uh, a shark before this season's over with because I think you're on a path. And uh, anybody that's got your size and uh, your skill set and your drive, um, sometimes that's what it takes to get that opportunity. And 
you just told us about an opportunity you got at the AHL level. So um, I, I'm not going to ask you if, if you believe you're going to do that because I know you believe you are. But um, am I close? Am I close to saying that Steen Pashnik is an NHLer soon? Well, I mean, that's the hope. That's what we're all hoping for, right? Um, I, I, it comes down to opportunity. I mean, like you said, I got that opportunity in San Jose and I took advantage of it. So many guys who get called up to the American League or get called up to the NHL, it's either one way or another. It's they get their opportunity and they don't take advantage of it. Or you see one guy get one opportunity, immediately take, takes advantage of it. And then next thing you know, his NHL career is taken off. So I think it's just all about being ready for, for when your time comes, for when they decide to give you an opportunity, and then just fully work as hard as you can and take advantage of it. But, I mean, do I want to play in the NHL? Yeah, would I love for it to be this year? Absolutely. But at the same time, I'm just kind of coming to the rink every day and just focusing on that day, trying to get better for that day. Are things getting back at least, because I'm here on the East Coast, so I don't know what, you know, I don't know about the West Coast. Um, are things at least, starting to seem a little bit normal out there in the West um, I mean, in Arizona and Nevada, it's it's wide open pretty much, and there's okay. no restrictions. But California, they're still uh, pretty restricted. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll know more once I get there. But right. I think there may be a mask mandate still. Not 100% okay. sure. But with everyone getting vaccinated, I think that should take a damper off of it a lot. That's good. That's good. I, Steen, I, I know I, one I, of the I things. I assume you're not going to oh, spend go ahead, Paul, another season it up. in a hotel, right? <laughs> Um, I mean, who knows? Like realistically, <laughs> going, going into the season, you have no clue what's going to happen. So, okay, I'm, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying yes. I could be in a hotel. Who knows? All right, Steen. I know one of the things about uh, turning pro during the COVID year was mom and dad didn't get to come down from uh, from Bonneville to see you in person, or, or did they finally get to see a game in person? No, they haven't. I actually haven't even seen them since COVID pretty much started. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. so. So that's got to be something that you're all looking forward to. I know your mom and dad are, are so proud of your achievements and Princeton's achievements. So how important is that going to be when things get rolling for them to be able to see you play in person at the pro level? Yeah, it's going to be huge. I mean, they were out supporting us, you know, every weekend they could at ASU. They were trying to make it out there. So, um, you know, for them not to be able to come and watch us, I think was pretty heartbreaking for them. Um, I mean, hockey's always been a massive part of our family. It's basically what our lives have revolved around for, you know, 25 years now. So um, without have them being able to come watch us, I think they were kind of lost a bit. I mean, they watched on TV and on uh, online as much as they could, but I know for them getting back into uh, a live setting is going to be great for them. And obviously for me and Brinson, we feel a lot better when our family's in the stands. Um, you know, we got people there watching us, makes us play better, so... I think it's going to be good for everyone. I know they already got one of their trips booked for end of October. So, now, as long as they're okay, that's the most important thing first. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I don't know if you knew this, uh, Steen, but we picked up all of the uh, Pacific Division AHL and NHL in our coverage area. So we're hopefully going to be seeing a bunch of you this year as uh, we expand our coverage. But I, I saw you working out at, at Arizona State today. And, uh, you know, you've been there a couple of days now, I'm sure, and, and worked with the guys. But what do you think about your, your alma mater and, and the roster that they have this year? And, you know, we hear the guys telling us that uh, it's a national championship or bust, which I guess everybody wants to do that, including you when you were there. But how good is that team now that you've seen them and, and skated with them? 
They look good. They look fast. They look strong. Um, you know, obviously you're never going to know how good a team is until you put them in a live game. That's always the test. So <clears throat> we'll see here in these uh, next couple of weeks. But, I mean, I've worked out with them all summer. I've skated with them all summer, and I like what I see there. I think they got um, – a couple great new young guys in there who are going to do wonders for the program. And then um, there's a couple transfers that came in that I've played when I was in college and, and they're studs. So they're going to help them out. Um, I think their defensive core is, is very deep. I don't think they have, you know, a Brinson or a Manny back there who are kind of like all-stars, but I think they have eight defensemen who are deep and who can all play. And then, I think they're the deepest on forwards they've ever been. Um, that includes my time. Uh, I think their forwards are going to be able to, you know, control teams in their own zone and stuff like that. So it's going to be interesting this year. I think they definitely have a shot at a national championship. And I know myself and all the other people who went there are rooting for them. Did it feel a little weird to get on the ice with them the last couple of days? Mm, not really. I mean, okay. it's kind of. It's it's kind of like a family, to be honest. Like even the older guys who leave, they come back in and meet the younger guys, and and the culture's so great there from what we built over the years that, you know, some older guys can walk in, meet the younger guys, and just be just be right at home like a family again. So I think that's something great that we've developed there over the years, and just makes everyone feel welcome and at home, and everyone can joke around. Yeah, see, now I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm saying to myself, Yo, what am I saying? He knows three-fourths of the guys on the team. He played with them. <laughs> yeah, and I'm yeah like, exactly. And I'm like, it just it seems like with, with everything that's happened the last 18 months, it just seems like it was so long ago that I'm like, oh, wait a second. What, what am I talking about? Oh, <laughs> uh, I want to ask you this, Dean. Uh, if I were to ask you with truth serum uh, four or five years ago um, – ASU is going to play 20 of their 36 games at home at Oceanside Ice Arena. Would you have thought that was even realistic? I mean, I, I wouldn't have believed that if you told me we were playing that my freshman year. I thought we were going to be in the new rink. But um, you know, honestly, good for them for getting <laughs> getting those home games. I mean, they went out on a limb last year and played all their road games. So I think they deserve it this year. I mean, they should have got more from what they had to go through last year. But yeah. 20 home games for them, that's... You know, nothing to laugh at. I think that's going to play into their favor hugely. All right, so you brought it up, so I have to ask. I I assume you had to go past the building, right? I drive past it every day. <laughs> uh, okay, I just – because, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, Scott puts out his video once a month, and I wanted to get, get over there a little more. I need to see this. I need my fix. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's coming along fast. Like every day I drive by, there's something new. Yeah, that's that's a hundred percent. Okay, so so let's dig into this roster a little bit more. You you did a pretty good job of of diagnosing it, but uh, today I had a chance to visit with Cole Brady, and we knew what uh, we know what Cole went through last year with his illness and really not getting uh, a start at all. Um, I asked him what he thought about uh, Oceanside, and I asked him what he thought about uh, playing a home game in front of the crowd. Is there any advice that you could give Cole Brady and the rest of those guys that are maybe freshmen or transfers that have not played at Oceanside with a full house? I got nothing for Brady. He might have to talk to Joey DeCord about that one. <laughs> um, but as, as for players, I mean, I don't think that like the new guys coming in, I don't think they realize how hard it is to play there if you're a visiting team. I mean, you come from these big arenas with these nice ice surfaces and feel like you got all the time in the world to, you know, come into this 
little garbage arena and you know the way we play is so run and gun in your face that it just feels like they have no time so if i were to give anyone advice any like the forwards or defensemen is just go hard be in their face don't give them any time and space and you're going to win those games all right so i think coach told us 24 4 and 2 in the last uh what 28 games or whatever it was, something like that. I can't do math on the air, Steen. So, you can't uh, do it off the air either. So but, the, yeah. <laughs> but the the fact that it is such a home ice advantage, and I think he just told us exactly why it is. But I remember asking you uh, a few years ago, I said, what were your first thoughts of Oceanside? And now uh, the hashtag is out there, last ride at Oceanside. So um, has it seemed like that time went by pretty quick? Oh, in the blink of an eye, like literally the blink of an eye. It felt like I was just moving to Arizona, just, you know, being the first time out of the house away from my parents, you were kind of scared, didn't know what to expect. And, um, but then here we are, you know, what is it, five years later or something like that. Um, just the blink of an eye, it passes. It's incredible. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard. You sit there and, and you're, you're wondering like, wait, what happened? I was just there. I was, you know. Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And I don't remember. I don't know if you guys remember the uh, letters to our freshman selves we did for my senior year. I actually oh, do I, remember yeah, that. I do. I yeah. Do. yeah. In my letter, I wrote that if you could go back to the villas where we lived your freshman year, you would do it in the blink of an eye. And I still, to this day, if I could go back to you know being 21 years old, moving into the villas, playing at ASU, I would go back right now. Oh yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Let's go. Let's... <laughs> Paul wants to do that right now. <laughs> yeah, let's go. I mean, yeah. like... <laughs> and and Tempe was a little different when I was there. So yeah, Tempe's getting pretty busy now. now by okay, the so... way. I, I was I was just going to ask because it gives me a, a sneaky way to repeat the trivia question, um, which was what number did uh, Steen wear when he was at ASU? He's wearing eighty now for San Jose. Where'd that come from? They gave it to me. We didn't even get oh, to okay. pick our numbers. All we, right, uh... <laughs> listen, that happens. You know, uh, one of my favorite players of all time. It was a different sport. It was baseball, but uh, they. He was asked once, how, how did you pick the number 41? He goes, that's what they hung in my locker. Yeah, that's that's exactly what happened. The first day when we got all our equipment, I went into the equipment guy, and he threw me a helmet, and it had number 80 on it. I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah, okay, I'm down with it, but I just yeah. I was curious. Okay, so October 3rd, I think you told me today, is when you uh, – report and get on the ice with the Barracuda. And then uh, I'm going to see you uh, ninth or 10th or something like that when you guys are in Colorado. So I'll get a good look at you right away. But uh, explain to us, if you can, what it's like uh, at a training camp, an AHL or NHL level, as opposed to, say, a collegiate level. I mean, there's so many eyes on you at these levels. Like when you're at training camp, you got the scouts there, you got the GMs there, you got the coaches there, you got the player personnel there. So I mean, there's, you know, at any given time, 20 or 30 eyes on you in the stands. So you don't get your time to, Ooh, I'm going to take this rep slow because I'm kind of tired. It's go, 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 you know, for, for however many days you're there, four or five, whatever it is. It's just put your nose to the grindstone and, you know, go as hard as you can. Um, and I'm not saying it's not like that at ASU because it is because, you know, Coach Powers runs a very tight ship at ASU. Um, but just at that pro level, it's gripping your stick a little tighter. You know, there's people watching me. So, um, the biggest thing going to that level for a training camp, I think is just, 
you know, play your game, try and be as confident as you can because confidence is going to make, you know, make you make a team. Now, go ahead, Paul. The, the, when you, when the one thing that I have noticed, and maybe it's just because I'm old, I don't know, um, but the exhibition games and, and the preseason games seem to start earlier and earlier in camp every year. Uh, is it, I mean, is it that much of a difference when you're playing those preseason games? Because they, they, it just, is it that much better that you guys are in just that much better shape that you can get into games right away? Because it used to be guys took forever. No, you, you know what I think it is. So like obviously college, you got to right. report for school. So they got to right. be here August, whatever. Right. Um, other than they have, you know, over a month of skating and, you know, all those NCAA rules. But with pro, you don't have to be there for school. So it's you, you know, train as hard as you can in the summer, get in his best shape, come into camp. We'll see what kind of shape you're at. And then three, four days, let's get an exhibition game going. And then let's make the team here. It's not really as drug out um, as long as college. Um, so I wouldn't say that it's we're in better shape. It's just because, you know, we don't have to be here for school kind of thing. All right. Okay, I got I got a two-parter for my last ones for you. Uh, the first one is uh, give us a little rundown about what it's like when you report. What what do you guys do um, the first couple of days and getting into it? I know you start really quickly back on the ice, so I don't even know if they do a whole lot of uh, one-day physicals or what, but that's part one. And then part two is how difficult or wasn't it difficult to get used to playing uh, three games in a week and sometimes on a Wednesday and sometimes on a Sunday afternoon or whenever it may be in the AHL? Um, Yeah, so first question. So we'll we'll report, and then uh, the first day we'll do the physicals and then uh, whatever fitness testing they have planned for us, uh, maybe get a workout in. Might even get on the ice that day. I'm not 100% sure this year, but then the second, third, and fourth day, it'll be one ice session, one workout a day. Um, and then after those four days, you're kind of pretty much, you're going to start practicing and doing the systems. And then, you know, fifth or sixth day, you're right into exhibition. So there's not a lot of time to, you know, have the coaches open their eyes and have a look at you. So you got to take advantage of whatever opportunity you get. Um, but yeah, first day physical, and then fitness testing, and then skate, 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 and then more of a practice, and then you're right into exhibition games. Um, and then the second part to your question, um, what was the second part again? Sorry. Oh, yeah, and that, that was my fault. I, just, I strung it out. But I just asked about the, the different games now that you're playing professionally, and that's all you do. And you might play on a Wednesday and then travel, and then you might play on a Sunday afternoon, and you might play three games in a row sometimes like you did last year. But what's that like, and was it a tough adjustment, or don't you mind that? The three games in a row is definitely a tough adjustment. Um, I mean, you don't really realize how taxing the game of hockey is on your body until, you know, you played two games back to back and you're like, oh, yeah, my body's kind of sore. But then you jump into that third game and you realize, all right, three and three is a lot. Um, So that part was definitely an adjustment. But, you know, all of us guys, we played juniors before we came to college and you would play on a Wednesday, you would play on a Sunday. So that's actually more of the norm to us than only playing on the weekend. So it was actually a lot better. And when you played those junior tournaments, didn't you almost play like four games in five nights or yeah, we had sneak the, in the occasional double header? Yeah, the longest one we had was uh, four games in five nights and, and that was a bagger. <laughs> All right, I'm going to let you go on this one. Uh, tell everybody um, 
what the Barracuda are going to look like this year? Because I thought you guys were really playing well, and I know you don't know your full roster yet, but from the guys that you know and kind of anticipate coming back, uh, what's going to be the style uh, in San Jose? Yeah, obviously I'm not going to have a you know great perspective on it until I get there and see the guys, but just knowing <clears throat> some of the guys I played with last year who are coming back, um, I think we're going to be, you know, our top two lines are going to be fast and skilled, but then we're going to have, like we had last year, we're our third and fourth line. Um, we're going to play a different game. We're going to go out there and hit you. We're going to be in your face. We're going to take pucks to the net. So I think if we get a good combination of, uh, of those two things, I mean, we're going to be a tough team to beat. Uh, and then on the back end, you know, I'm not sure who's going to be up with the Sharks, who's going to be down with us. You know, you never know until the season gets going, but from the 12 defensemen uh, going into Sharks camp there, I mean, all 12 of them are good. So um, we're going to be strong on the back end too. So I think we're going to have a good team this year, but we're never really going to know until we get it going. Well, and you're, you're close to a new building, so that, that can't be all bad either. That's true. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be ready, but I'm excited for it. Uh, here's, the, here's a question I have for you, and it's partially because of a video Scott sent me earlier this afternoon. Um there are fights in juniors. There are no, there's no fighting. There's a lot of pushing and shoving in college, but there's not really any fighting. Um, when you got to, and then when you get to the pro level, it, it's kind of back again. What is that? Adjust, is, does it that, how much of a mental adjustment is that knowing that that could happen at any moment at the pro level when you haven't done it for a while? Yeah, that's exactly how you said it, a mental adjustment. I mean, you know, going in juniors, it's, it's easier to fight. It's basically just, you know, the biggest, strongest guy is going to win that fight. So I fought a lot and never really <laughs> lost just because I was bigger and stronger than every one of them. Coming to college, you kind of take four years off of it and it is what it is. But then going into pro, I mean, I was obviously a guy who I was, you know, like 6'4", 215 pounds. So I knew this was going to be expected of me. Um, so... I mean, I got the first one out of the way, our first exhibition game. I think it was second period, and I got in a fight just to get it out of the way with. But it kind of, like, you kind of forget stuff. So you're, right. <laughs> you're fighting this guy, and it's so brand new <laughs> because you took four years off, and it's like, all right, I'm just going to try and hang on here and get out of this one. Um, but the biggest thing is mentally, for sure. Um, I mean, it, it plays plays a lot on your mind knowing going into a game knowing I'm probably gonna have to bare knuckle brawl one of these guys so um but you get over it fast towards the end of the year I was very comfortable like if I had to fight it was like okay no big deal like here we go and I think I'm gonna be even more comfortable going in this year just being there for a year you know who the tough guys are in the league you know what they do you know their strategy so I mean coming in I'll be much more comfortable this year all right, I, I got to follow that one up with, ha, have you gotten yourself a role now where, where uh, I don't want to say intimidation is the total factor, but people know who you are and know your size and, and maybe don't want to mess with you? And are there guys that, that do want to challenge you? Have, you? have you seen any of that yet? I mean, I, I'm not sure if guys know who I am and are scared of me because it's still the game of hockey. You know, everyone's out there going as hard as they can, not going to take anything from anyone else. So I wouldn't necessarily say anyone's scared of me. Um, but I think they know the type of game I play for sure. They know that, um, you know, if they have to spark their team, maybe I'm the guy they go to to ask kind of thing. Who knows? But um, there's definitely still people in that league who who want to fight and want to fight me. And there's a lot tougher people in that league than me. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Stephen. We appreciate your time. Uh, continue the, the uh, success and, and keep the climb on, and, and we'll see you very soon. Like I said, I, I will be in Colorado to see your exhibition against the, uh, the Eagles um, 9th or 10th of October. So, Perfect. Thanks for having me on, guys. Oh, anytime. Anytime. All right, All right folks. That's uh, a former Sun Devil and now a current San Jose Barracuda and soon to be, I think, a San Jose Shark. Steen Pashnik joining us. And uh, Paul, read that trivia question one more time because Steen's still listening. He'll probably answer it. Well, uh, is he eligible? Because <laughs> no, well, I'm not. already going to take care of him. You know. Oh, that. all right. No, that's no problem. We we just want to know what number he wore when he played at ASU. Uh, he now. You guys, know what... really want me to answer that? <laughs> well, no, well, I don't. Well, like I just, said, just I, I don't know. It, if... Just just put it on Twitter. My dad will answer it. <laughs> well, we know we know that. Steiner, I'll take care of you with a pair of summer skates and a koozie. Send it to his father so, too. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. And his mom. I don't, yeah, don't well, want to forget Mrs. Passion. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll take good care of you guys. Okay, tell Brinson hello, and I hope he's feeling better too. Okay. Sounds good. We'll do. All right, folks, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and Paul and I will be back to wrap up another episode of College Hockey Southwest Weekly in about two minutes. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. Ask any hockey player in the desert southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Thrilled to have you with us. The nation's top teams. America's number one conference is back. See every play, every hit, every goal on nchc.tv. Your home for more than 100 live games. Stream anywhere from the start of the season leading up to the frozen face-off. If it's NCHC hockey, it's on nchc.tv. Broadcasting from the Summer Skate Studios, Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. This is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. All right, we're back. It indeed is College Hockey Southwest Weekly. Scott Strandy in Scottsdale, Arizona tonight. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. Um, Paul, uh, 
I, I, I sound like I'm part of the Pashnik family, which I am not, folks. But uh, is there any family uh, that you've run across, ASU or not ASU, in the hockey world that is better than this family? Um, I was so no, gracious. I was so caring. Um, I was on there. So our thanks again to Steen for jumping in. I know I, uh, I caught him kind of off guard, and he, he said yes. And <laughs> we, we love having him on. His insight is great. Uh, he, he's so honest and so straightforward. He'll tell you exactly what's on his mind, and we love that. So oh, yeah. uh, thanks again that, for, for Steen coming on. But um, like we do with every guest, I hear something, you hear something. It's always fun to hear what we each heard. I, I just hear a guy that can't wait to get back on the ice, and I don't blame him. We're, it's, it's not like this is the middle of July where you, it's, it's, it's so far away and, and, and it's the middle of September, and they're all raring to go. They're, 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 they, they don't have to, you know, they're not, at least to this point, wondering whether or not there's going to be a season and how it's going to work out and, I mean, they might still be worried about that a little bit, but they know the season's getting ready to start. And, and you know, it, it, we're just that close to the start of the season. And, I mean, two weeks, less than two weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what I heard from Steen is, first and foremost, uh, ASU talks about being the tradition. Uh, he's part of that tradition, the building tradition, the foundation, the founding fathers, if you will. And it's so cool in, in five or six short years to say, um, yeah, they're back skating. And, and you asked him, uh, how did he feel? Did it feel different? And he said, no, it felt like family. <laughs> and and that's yeah, what well. I saw that the last two weeks, Paul, that I've been able to go out and watch practice. Um, that's what it looks like. And you look at these guys and you go like, hey, are they still on the team? Because they fit right in. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I, I forget the, my recognition of time at this point, like a lot of people's is completely, completely oh, the last 18 months out. just screwed all of us up. Okay. So I don't want to sit here and be like, uh, uh, and, and deny what was going through my head. It just seriously, it's just, Oh yeah. He played with three fourths of these guys. So, I mean, why wouldn't he feel right at home? It was a dumb question when I asked it, but <laughs> yeah, but, um, but it was a good one because I think it brought out the fact that coach powers has, built that tradition very, very quickly. I mean, there are programs where, where people try to build that tradition. Uh, they all want to do it, right. but you got to have the right mix of players and coaches. And, and you know what? Coach Powers, the staff is the same as it was uh, when he started That's with the true. addition of Eddie Lack. Um, but other than that, it's the same don't, guys. Don't, so there, there haven't been guys jumping around, taking other jobs. They're here to, don't forget to win about, a national championship. Don't forget about Dom. And, and Dom. And Dom is uh, the new... Uh, Dom Garcia. Yep, the uh, graduate assistant uh, working with the team. And it's still strange to see him out there yeah, without a helmet on because uh, Dom was one of the guys that would run through the wall for you yeah. <laughs> anywhere out there. So if they're not getting inspired by seeing him out there with a whistle, um, then there's uh, there's something wrong with that roster. Uh, get inspired because he'll run you. So let's go. <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, it was great to have Steen on. Like I said, uh, there's been a couple of other guys that have uh, been out there skating with them too. I know Tyler Bush has spent some time there, and David Norris, yeah, uh, and maybe some more that that I can't catch because uh, uh, they're all wearing different u- uniforms, and there's no names on the back, so you just nope. kind of guess it. But the other thing I want to say about Steen and his adjustment to uh, the the professional game, and 
and I saw it um, when he got his opportunity. Like he said, he he knew he was going to have to take advantage of it, and he did. And when I saw him play in the in the little mini tournament that the Pacific Division had when I was out at uh, Great Park in uh, uh, Anaheim, um, man, he was a force. He was all over the place, and he, I thought his hands were better. I thought his shot was better. I definitely thought his skating was better. And I was watching him today. I sent you a little video clip of him, and yep. um, he's he's going to be a player. And if you're 6'4", 214, 215, whatever he's going at now, um, there's going to be a role for you in the NHL. Yes. I just uh, know there is. Yeah, if you could skate a little bit and, and you're that size, they'll find a way to use you. There's no question. And we already know about his penalty killing skills. I mean, he yeah. is just a machine out there. And I, I thought, and that, by the way, he talked about positioning, and that right. in and of it's that right there. If people, yeah, you have to be able to skate. But you know what? If you could, if you can if you could skate, and you're not in the right position, because you have to play in the right position, no matter how fast you are on a penalty kill, because if you don't. You, you, you've now left it to a five-on-three and not a five-on-four. Boy, and that can turn a game in a heartbeat. Yeah, so yeah, it does. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a big thing. And, you know, so I thought that, and I thought he knows his role with his size, that, and uh, if he has to mix it up, he'll mix it up. And um, <laughs> so that's why I asked him. I said, was there some guys that you know that maybe go like, ah, oh, that's Dean Pashnick. I'm not going over there. But I guess he hasn't been around that long no. to uh, – to, to get that reputation yet, but he will. And uh, we saw him a couple of times uh, uh, stand up for a teammate, including uh, Brinson, a couple of different times. So um, there's uh, there's no doubt about it. So uh, thrilled to way. have him on, thrilled to get his opinion and his ideas on what he saw from his uh, former team as well. Yeah, by the way, just because you mentioned it, uh, um, the uh, Barracuda will be playing in a new building. I. Uh, come next spring depending on when it gets done and because i geek out on this stuff i I love to look at the drawings and the renderings <laughs> and all this other stuff but i like this because um the the, the rink will uh be the host rink for san jose state's acha team so we like that the junior sharks we like that um the the peninsula figure skating club we like that we really like the silicon valley curling club we love that <laughs> i knew it i knew that there had to be something something in there that you were going to get on <laughs> i love it uh yeah so that's not right they're they're uh they're going to be just down the street uh from the uh the big club the sharks and and you know it's nice to have your own place i mean just ask the guys in henderson they are thrilled to have lifeguard and they're going to be even more thrilled to have the dollar loan center to oh, call yeah. their uh, their own home and Nothing uh, to take away from the Orleans, but uh, there's something about playing in your own building, and they're going to do that in April. So the uh, end of the regular season and the playoffs, should Henderson make it, will be played in the new Dollar Loan Center. That'll be awesome. Can't wait to see those. I I I can't wait to see those pictures, too. Yeah, those are awesome. Hopefully we'll get inside there. Uh, I talked with Brian McCormick, the uh, PR guy for the uh, Henderson Silver Knights, and he said it's uh, it's going to be wonderful. He's kind of happy that they're going to have a couple events first, so he gets kind of a trial run inside there before they start playing hockey games there. But right. it, it'll be fun. So, sure okay, so. if you got nothing else, take it away, my friend. All right, College Hockey Southwest Weekly from the Summer Skate Studios has been brought to you by Behind the Mask, and it's three Valley locations, 
in line or on ice. We are the go-to place for all of your hockey needs. See us at BehindTheMask.com. Buy summer skates. Outfit your entire team with personalized koozies and shower shoes. Click on the store locker banner at IcetimeHockeySW.com and uh, get your koozies and shower shoes today. Buy M-Drive. Help for your immune system. Building lean muscle mass and making it through the day without that afternoon crash. Go to mdriveformen.com and see how our low-carb, high-protein start shakes can work for you. Buy Burrito Express, our family recipes to your table. The place in the East Valley for great taste and great value. UNLV Hockey, ACHA Division I Hockey, world-class education, and a destination city. Buy Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Stop in for lunch at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas or get the three-time Best of Vegas winning barbecue at your next Allegiant Stadium event. Buy Boost Mobile. You choose, you save. Mix and match any line to create your own family plan with prices as low as $15 a month per line. And by the NCHC and NCHC.TV. History, Blue Bloods, Upstarts, the NCHC has it, and NCHC.TV has you covered. Go to nchc.tv and subscribe. College Hockey, Southwest Weekly, and all of the Ice Time Hockey SW podcasts are live every week on the Podbean app, available for download at the iTunes Store, Podbean, Google Play Store, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. College Hockey, Southwest Weekly is a part of the IceTimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. And uh, before we go any farther and, and say goodnight totally, read that trivia question one more time because I'm challenging our listeners. Somebody's got to know this answer and get on the chat bar in the next minute or so. Once again, it's Steve Pashnik is wearing 80 for the Barracuda. What number did he wear at ASU? And he's wearing 80 because they gave it to him. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, no. I love hey, it. listen, it, that's, that's, <laughs> like, I, like I said, that's what they gave Tom Seaver. They asked him one day, "What, what, why did he wear 41? That's what they put in my locker. Yeah, exactly. Uh, our thanks to Steen Pashnik for joining us tonight. Uh, always a pleasure to catch up with the former Sun Devil and uh, anyone from uh, Bonneville, uh, Alberta. We'll, we'll take on the show anytime, anywhere. Uh, so we appreciate Steen spending some time with us. Um, another week, and then we're another week closer to uh, dropping the puck. October start- 2nd and 3rd is when the big games start. And uh, then we'll be off and running, Paul. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I can't wait. All right, that's uh, that's a wrap, as they say in the business. So get to IcetimeHockeySW.com. Check out some of the news stories. Um, I heard a rumor that uh, our own Paul Hornstein was going to have a blog up very, very soon. So um, lies. <laughs> yeah. In the meantime, then go read Joe Paisley's stuff because it's really good on college hockey, and check out our uh, NCHC Media Day and all that good stuff, and uh, and we'll be back with you again Sunday night for College Hockey Southwest Live. Tomorrow night, it's Club Hockey Southwest Weekly with myself and Stephen Marsh as the uh, ACHA games have already gotten underway, and this is a huge weekend for those that haven't started. A lot of them will be starting this weekend. So we'll say goodnight with little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. De Niro, goodnight, everybody. Good night. <laughs>